Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Delta Green role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Ride. It was written by Dr. Lex Hurley, who was also our handler. Uh, and this is episode one. We do have a trigger warning. This game contains parasites, infestation, body horror, loss of agency, and something which the handler wishes to keep a secret. Watch For at your now. own risk. Yeah, watch at your own risk. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Lex? Thank you, Tom. So you all are operatives of D-Cell. You have worked together for some time. Some of you have been active longer than others. You each have a cell phone or a pager, some device that you may refer to as your work phone. You may have received calls or messages to that phone, encrypted emails with no sender, a voicemail to your personal cell phone, uh, inviting you to a hotel that your accommodations have already been paid for with your own credit card. Regardless, all of you have been invited to what seems like, at least on paper, a hotel out in Baltimore, Maryland. As you arrive, the accommodations are not a hotel so much as a gas station with a couple of rooms attached, the type that may charge by the hour. As you go inside, there is a manager sitting behind a desk, fly strips that are filled up, hanging up above him, and uh, sees some of you come in and just gives a nod towards the back. You can peruse the shelves, grab anything that you want for a nice snack. As you walk into the back room, maybe a break room of some kind with a mini fridge, and which you find kind of odd as they have drinks just right outside. But more importantly, as a seasoned agent is sitting behind a prop-up table. You've seen them before. This is Agent Carlisle. They have a stoic, straight face, seemingly unfazed with anything and blank eyes. As each of you comes in, they nod and gesture to one of the many fold-out chairs and begin unwrapping a gas station burger in front of them. Duty? Deception? Where are the rest of you boys at? Oh. Hiding. <laughs> I'm back here just uh, trying to figure out where I can sit down and not get any germs on me. You know, how many things grow, what, what kind of parasites grow on these? Uh, they got some seat? napkins up there by the hot dog machine. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make me feel any better. All right. Well, come on in. Close the door. Jim's good people. He, uh, we trust him. All right. I don't want to take up too much of your time, uh, but we have a new system in place that we're using to try and get the jump on some of these cases. One of our men has been able to install, I think they call it a, a bot, some kind of computer thingamajig that scans federal law enforcement databases when someone enters a, a tip sheet or a suspect intake form it seems to have some unusual terms in it it'll flag it to us 
about the closest thing we can get to a tip system. And so you are going to be our first guinea pigs to test this out. We've right. had a statement that came in and seems like it might be something. He gives you a, or slides a fax printout across the table. And it is a, a statement sheet for a suspect intake from New Haven, Connecticut, and reads, Timothy Hodges, male, 34, white, admits guilt to setting fire to his apartment with a woman, 26, female, unknown, inside on the bed. Though he firmly states that she was dead before he started the fire with the following testimonial, quote, after sex, suspect reports victim in stomach pain. He went to the bathroom medicine cabinet for antacids, returned, and found her dead on the mattress. He claims her abdomen was mutilated and something was squirming inside. Suspect then claims that he panicked and set fire to the bedroom. Drug tests have found opioids in his system. Jesus Christ. Holy crap. Okay. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's fine. That's fine. We uh, also got a little extra bit on this one here as the, uh, the officer on duty decided to send in their personal opinion, which I find particularly helpful as uh, officer Braddock determined that this is more likely than not a crime of passion that turned into a guilt induced mental breakdown. The kid popped some pills, killed, mutilated the girl during intercourse, then saw her intestines and freaked out, maybe projected something like a defense mechanism. And then he panicked and set fire, but doesn't want to believe that he's a murderer. So what Was leads there to any autopsy that? work done? Did they did they inspect the female? So this would have happened just yesterday. Uh he is they are currently running autopsies and things on the woman they are keeping it out of the local news potentially due to the uh sensitive nature of this mm -hmm. and i want you all to go in sniffing around and see if this is something if this okay. is this is going to be an active situation that is going to need elimination and containment and cover up asafp I want one one of your ears to the ground and the other glued to your police scanner. If you hear of anything weird in town, go check it out. Because the last thing that I need is for the local Smokies to go in, trounce all over stuff, and try and get a shot on the local news with a fucking alien in the background or some shit. I I have a feeling that if she's burned to a crisp, then autopsy's not going to show much. But how about him? Uh, what was in the system? Do we know? They found a heavy amount of opioids in his system based on these initial reports. Uh, since he just admitted to arson, of course, the apartment is going to be like suing for damages in that. The victim's family is more likely than not also going to try to be pressing charges against him for second degree murder. Uh, he is not putting up a fight, so they have shipped him to county for general holding, uh, waiting trial. What do we know about uh, the girl? What? Any recent trips to Africa? Did she drink the water? Well, that's what I'm going to need you to go in and find out. Uh, is they're not releasing her name on open databases. And since this is an active case, this is going to be localized within their department. I don't care if you need to do a good old B&E. If you need, I can try and pull some strings to get you some 
Nice, shiny, new laminated FBI badges, and just pray no one looks too closely. Well, I'm in. I don't got anything else to do. If you need me to break into somebody or steal some records, ask. I think uh, my CDC badge will get me uh, get me through, open some doors, especially if we can convey, hey, she might have had a infestation. We definitely want to contain that. I'll take one of those uh, Fed badges, FBI badges. Same. It should be handy. All I right. guess me too, just because that way I can get in there and do whatever I need to do. I'll tell you what, I'll print you all off just a nice warm set of those, and uh, I'll have somebody bring those out to you. Uh, just maybe someone else from C-Cell come knocking on your door sometime, and that way you can have some badges handy. Don't um, don't include, like, Laramie on mine, because, you know, they'd probably know who I was. All right. Duly noted. Anything else I can help you all boys with? I mean, is there any other information you can give us that that you know or that we should? I, obviously, any, you want us to go in and figure it all out. Well, I just need you to see if this is something. If it's nothing, you can go home, be back in time for dinner. That said, I want you to double check and make sure. Uh, he is going to be sitting in county for a good while uh, while they're sorting all this hot shit out. Uh, his bail probably been posted around 250K, if my knowledge serves. That's about the average for second degree murder. Hmm. Do you think it would be worth our time to interrogate him or have the cops done a thorough job on that? Maybe. It's like I said, it's I'm only getting we've only got this information secondhand just from our boys software program that's just scrubbing what they submit to a federal database. I suppose finding out what he saw, um, big worms, little worms, green worms, orange worms, you know, uh, fly larvae or, uh, uh, you know, big old witchy grubs. What well, if we're say? taking him seriously, we have to deal with the rest that he might be infected. Oh, sure. Sure. He said he had a stomach ache. He had a stomach ache. Oh, boy. No, he reports that she said that she had a stomach oh, ache. That's what I And he I went into the bathroom. Yeah. He went in, into clean up after he'd had sex with her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a classic uh, Nightwalker disappearance, I reckon. I, I wouldn't argue much with the, uh, the officer's razor there, but... I suppose because of the contact, there's a possibility that he infected her with something like, uh, I mean, in the way of a venereal disease that we've never heard of that yeah. transfers worms. or yeah. These guys that pick up these street walkers, they are really fast moving, though, because if they yeah. if they went from bathroom to infected or maybe she was already infected. She probably yeah. in fact she was probably already infected. And he he risks uh, that one of those things crawled up his urethra. Good God. While you're all having this conversation, he has unwrapped the gas station burger and put approximately half a bottle of Tabasco sauce just on it, drenching this bun. You mentioned a worm crawling up his urethra. He just takes a bite, completely flat-faced and unfazed. I bet there's yeah. some damn stuff you've seen. 
Maybe. Hmm. Well, while we're there questioning him, we can get a list of his previous partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do that, be. Sean. All right, All let's right, there's, go. There's Sean. No uh, keeping you uh, any longer. Let's go. All right. All right. Good luck, boys. Call me if you need anything. So we got to go. drive drive out to New Haven, Connecticut. Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to set up set up a headquarters, say at the local La Quinta Inn or whatever's there, Holiday Inn. Take your pick. Any of you have a loyalty card you can get some points for? I got a loyalty card. All right. You can book Actually, a couple I can't of- use my loyalty card because then they'll know who I am. Um, Damn. I just won't worry about that. But uh, do we want to bunk up together or do we want to each get our own room? So I'm not going to pay for everything. This place is cheap enough. I'll take my own room. Yeah. I'll, I'll All right. My own. I'll, I'll make a phone call. Well, you guys decide what you want to do. Yeah. Which well, is what I'll do. Yeah. Do we have any kind of electronic? Like, can I look it up on my iPhone and do it? For what? To make reservations at the... Oh, of course. No problem at all. Okay. Yeah, you can do that just online. All right. Well, sometimes because of our nature, we don't take any identification of any kind into the field. So... Don't want to no. trace anything back to That's you. why it's so handy to get all those Amex cards and any kind of name that you can yeah. think of. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've done that. Okay. Okay. Where to first? I'd like to go look at the uh the burned body. Same. Yeah. I think that's what interests me the most. Uh would the the morgue or the uh uh, autopsy uh, area be connected to the police station uh, itself? Or Possibly if they picked up the body. Yeah, It would be an adjacent building, building. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to go speak to the um, police straight away. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we should also investigate the crime scene, but we could do that later. Yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah. Uh, roped off. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cordoned off with a watch on it for the next couple of days at the Hope, very least. Hopefully the firefighters didn't over it. Firefighters probably doused everything in water. So Oh yeah, yeah they don't we'll worry see. about. But who knows, you might find a green worm on the floor crawling away or <laughs> hiding under a piece of wood. I just said green for no particular reason. We're more likely to find whatever knife he used to cut her open than yeah. The now, she said though that he was she was yeah. already mutilated, so he is not so claiming to have cut her open. So he says. I mean he's a we'll, junkie. We'll see about that. Yeah, he's obviously uh, on drugs. Yeah, I'm oh. curious about medical history, if that's a prescription he has. Well, opioids, it could be, but then again he could be uh flying high. Yeah. Get those on the street. Okay. So you all can carpool or just make a train and work your way up to New Haven, Connecticut and check into your rooms at the La Quinta. Let's say we will officially start the scenario uh, on October 16th, 2022. Early in the morning of you happen to drive through the night to get started. You dropped off your bags and you all can drive through town 
to my understanding, you're going to go straight off to the police station. Yeah, it's probably. Uh, Oh, sorry. As I think uh, Draper and I were going to go to uh, where the body was kept. The it's next person. door, probably. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm All right. Interested in seeing the body as well. I, I I think I should go with the body just because police stations make me really nervous. That's fine. So let's drive through New Haven as you pass the uh, ivy-laden walls of Yale campus. There is a very nice archaic quality to the sort of old town where most of the formal buildings are as you sort of leave this uh, more industrial area where your hotel is because it was a little bit cheaper and drive into the nicer part of New Haven, seeing the history entrenched within and go to the police station. There is the, you can see the coroner's office is just off to the side of it there. You can pull in for street parking and make your way inside. There's a receptionist at the front desk, a shorter woman, mousy kind of pixie cut hair. It's like, Oh, um, hello. Hi, can I help you? Hi, I got a flash my CDC badge. Dr. Schumpter, CDC, I understand that we had a possible uh, infection uh, that was burned last, burned, uh, was it two nights ago? Uh, and the body is still held here. Oh, oh, uh, it, are, are you telling me there's some, there could be some kind of contagion with it? They just said well, that it was a murder victim. Well, we can never be too careful. If we haven't learned anything from the COVID epidemic, we need to strike strike quick to stop it. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Um, sorry, no one told me that you were coming by, much less like a whole team. Uh, can you? Uh, bureaucrats, you know, they forget to call sometimes. Right, right. Yeah, cool. Um, sure. Can you can you just sign in, uh, real quick? That way, you know. No problem. No problem. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, you can kind of maybe guess that she just may be some undergraduate help. <laughs> and uh, she, you can sign in and make your way towards the back. Mm -hmm. They have the coroner's office with the wall of stainless steel cabinets and a couple of examination tables. You can guess which table might hold your victim as there are a couple of deceased bodies that have that light blue sort of blanket draped over them. And then one that has a plastic tarp sort of draped over the top of it that is sitting in a bulky pile on top of the far examination table at the end of the room. Nice. So you all no. can, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, take a quick look around, see if the uh, coroner is around. Yes, I think that the coroner, if not in the room, you probably would have passed them in the hallway, just asking and going through the same conversation again. It's like, oh, right. so didn't know this was an infection situation. Uh, anything that I can do to help? We've uh, got the results back. Uh, it's, uh, oh, oh I'd, I'd like to see that and uh, some protective gear, of course, so we can uh, we we don't want to risk getting infected ourselves. Of course, of course, though, I don't know if you can get infected just from charcoal that there was a pretty hot fire that uh, singed pretty much everything valuable. We had to identify her just using dental records, talking while he's grabbing PPE and then sets a file on the surgical examination tray next to it and see that from dental records, uh, the victim is named Emily Tran. She was a student at Yale, uh, approximately 22 years old, Vietnamese female, uh, 
family is in Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, I don't want the doctor to overly concern you. We think it's a parasitic infection. So we're looking for, even if it's burnt up, some evidence of a parasite or parasites. Um, this is just following up uh, that the uh, the alleged murderer said that he saw something, and uh, most likely he was just hyped up on, on opioids. So oh. it's probably nothing, but we have to check just to make sure. Of Could course. be some horrible, uh, you know, African uh, uh, Jean-Claude uh, disease or who knows. Of course. Infection. We, uh, of course, I want to make sure we, you know, dot our T's, cross our I's, especially that this is going to be an active murder situation or an active murder case and trial. So all the research that we can to help is, you know, more resources for us. Uh, let me, well, here, I'll let you examine the body for a second while I go grab some equipment. Maybe there's still something salvageable we can do, maybe a PCR analysis. I'm going to stand over there. Okay. I'm going to go examine this light over here. Great. Uh, as he unzips this great white tarp over it, you see that this body is contorted and bent. The arms and things are drawn close in as the elbows are splaying out. The legs also almost a shriveled bug type where the flames have just caused everything to contract and then bake. You do notice that while some of the bones are perhaps broken or dislodged from damage of the fire, there appears to be a very clear separation and fracturing among her lower rib cage. As you can sort of lean in and look, and it seems like there was clear separation before the fire started. The marrow and areas inside the bone have also been torched and blackened inside. Pretty hot flame. Yeah. But you think think drapery, you've probably dealt more with traumatic injuries than I have. <clears throat> um yeah, with um the little medical knowledge I have, um <laughs> does it does it look like wounds that would be inflicted from somebody slashing at her belly in any way? So you can examine the ends of the ribs. If someone is going to be slashing at the abdomen, there's a good chance that, you know, there's damage to the ends of the ribs. And yeah. while everything is sort of a charred French fry at this point, uh, you don't see any obvious scoring on the ends, the terminal ends of the rib cage itself. What you notice on your examination is that it's more towards the base of the ribs. As you might see this if you have a sternum cracker. So that's where you would cut the cartilage on this side of the sternum and then prise it open to access the heart or other organs and things like that. And that's where you have fracturing towards her spine. Um, yeah, so so no evidence of uh, knives uh, like crossing the bone. Um, this might be a long shot, but does can I tell if they are broken inward or outward? I feel like that might be some evidence they seem to be broken outward yeah so i'm definitely going to draw attention to that and say um if if someone else did this to her they had to reach in and pull something inside tried to get out like in that alien movie yeah that's pretty messed up do you find any like little insect carcasses 
that shrug is exactly in character as well as from the other side of the room deception is asking like so do you see any stuff in there and <laughs> like everything guts, man yeah it, it is just black char on top you would have better luck examining tissue if you scraped it off of your grill uh, it's everything is just reduced down to bare bones and a mass of tissue. Uh, at this point, the, uh, the coroner has come back and is trying to get some samples, maybe examining from inside some of the gaps of the spinal cord, seeing if there's any usable tissue that he can try and run some DNA tests or do a PCR reaction. Right. So there is still someone unfamiliar in the room, but he's uh, attempting to be helpful and, Try and run this for you, right? So, Doc, I'm I'm just sort of speculating, but I know that. Okay, I used to throw bugs into the barbecue uh, once we were done. Um, if they were grubs of some sort, they're mostly fat. I don't think that they would survive the flames. In fact, they'd feed the flames. So, if there were worms, they were consumed yeah we're yeah. talking worms breaking bones these are like anaconda maggots yeah i can't i don't know what pressure it would take to do something like that but well pressure yeah, yeah. uh hmm. i was told that poor girl was murdered during sex that i mean do you think that someone just in some sort of a rage would slash and rip and pull i mean you've seen what these drug addicts can do that's women lift up cars to save their children it's when there's no no sort of feedback that's we're capable of terrible feats of strength it's true with pcp especially did you find any remnants of pcp that's sticking the well, you haven't done the dry, the test yet well, the police handled just the normal talk screen for the suspect. Uh, let's see. And so I may not suppo be supposed to show you this, but if it's relevant to the case, if you say that there's some sort of infection, then here and hands you the uh, talk screen report for Tim Hodges. Uh, and you just see high levels of very high levels of opioids in his system when the observation was taken as well as trace elements of Wellbutrin and Lexapro, or the chemical names for them, but you can recognize as typical antidepressants. Mm -hmm. hmm. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So at this point, he's gotten some tissues and is trying to run a PCR reaction, essentially blending the materials putting them into pipettes and then letting it go through this takes a couple of minutes for the procedure to run and as it goes through you hear a sound which you're very familiar with and never like to hear is huh that's weird oh you, no we do like to hear that <laughs> <laughs> you can huddle over to the coroner and he's saying, it's like, well, we can see these are normal as expected, um, but there's other sets that are interfering. It's likely the DNA, her DNA is damaged just from the sheer temperature of the fire. But it seems, if I didn't know any better, like there were two profiles on here. 
it's it, it's all it's, a mess. It's blending together. I it's difficult to separate. I'm sorry. Could it be his DNA? I mean, he did leave and some of his DNA in her. Probably. Yeah. Is it is it human DNA? Well, I got this. Uh, you can see the sample here was taken near her spinal cord. Uh, yeah. This sample, like sperm, would have been burned up well just within soft tissues. Uh, so this should have been something that was just around in her cerebral spinal fluid or in the vertebrae itself. Uh, so this is human DNA that it, it's probably just been heavily damaged uh, by the fire. Is there's uh, It's not reading out perfectly straight. Mm. Some parts are heavier than others. Well, let me take a look here, uh, doctor. Sure. And you can examine it and can tell that it is sort of fuzzy in terms of a PCR reaction. Like you might think if you didn't know any better that it was some undergrad that did it and messed with the pipettes and got an imperfect reaction from it. But there are the clear lines from getting DNA signal from uh, existing cells. But there's additional bleed through on some DNA columns relative to others. So it looks like there might be two sets of DNA in this system. One of them is not as long as a human's DNA. Hmm. I make note of that, but I was like, going, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, that is curious. Maybe she rubbed up against the dog or something. Yeah, but it wouldn't be in her spine. I mean, maybe she had a a twin she absorbed in the wound womb, but what? Possibly. Shit's creepy. Stranger She's... things have happened. They like have. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of uh, lots of uh, babies. What they're stop! Being stop! Yeah. I don't need to hear this. It's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, I'd like to uh, examine her brain, and if the, she had a parasite, lots of times they'll leave uh, trace it, oh, tunnels in their brain and stuff. You know, with, I doubt we'd find any of the parasites still alive, but maybe some traction of some. Brain's mostly fat, too. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go asking, get a drink of water. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's whenever he starts handing you all dust masks, I think that mm -hmm. deception might leave the room to get a drink <laughs> of water. Is any everyone else going to stay for the show? Okay. So he hands out four uh, dust masks and says, you may want to put these on as gets out the bone saw. It's very quick work, but as you get that dentist drill whirring to life and starts biting into this crusted bone, it just starts cracking and this black soot sort of sprays out everywhere as a sooty bone dust and filling the room. There's this odd burning smell within and lifts it off. Part of the skull crumbles a bit as in separating it. Where the brain was is now something that more resembles like burnt bubble gum, sort of at the base of the skull there. Um, examining for tracks inside of it, or I'm uh, you said that you were looking for sort of like marks or things. Yeah. You don't see any marks inside of the skull. You know, it doesn't look like anything was scurrying around in there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously going to like you know get in there, take check it out, and see if see if it looks like what I would expect a brain of someone that was in a fire would 
kind of yes. would look uh, like. Yeah. So far, in, in that instance, it everything seems to check out in that regard. It's the fire has done so much damage that it's difficult to get too many inferences, but you're at least yeah. ruling some stuff out. Yeah. All right. Hmm. I'd like to clarify. Um, you said while they were drilling that so sprayed out was it like it was under pressure or just like sawdust no it was very brittle and dry so as okay, this little gotcha. saw is buzzing through yes it was spitting dust up everywhere hmm. all right well doesn't look like it was a brain infection I mean, but i'm talking to draper since he's the field medic and we're kind of playing the two doctors it's like I mean, it seems like something in the nervous system if that DNA profile, but. Huh. Yeah, I wonder if uh, we could run a few more samples to see if it's consistent, but I don't know what else we're really going to learn from this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like you to run an another sample and just make sure that we didn't make a mistake and we're chasing our tail on something. But yeah, of course. maybe a little higher up on the spine. Hmm. All right. And so while we're checking these other samples, let's have the camera pan out to deception and maybe duty and dialect out in the hallway. If there's anywhere else that you would want to check out. I hate this gross shit. These fucking nerds playing around with their <laughs> buddies. Well, I respect them as doctors, but it's still gross. Sticking your fingers in people's bodies is still. I just don't see what they're going to learn from this. Well, they might learn, you know, they see, remember Silence of the Lambs? Maybe they'll find a butterfly in her. Yeah, or she's something. roasted. Maybe. Yeah, you can still find a roasted butterfly. Tell you what, let's go flash badges at the uh, the cop shop. We'll talk our way into seeing uh, Mr. Braddock and see what he has to say on the matter. Okay, I got to be careful around cops, remember. I'm not too good with Hopefully, authority. there's nobody that's seen me before. <laughs> That's all right. I'll go and flash my badge then. Yeah. Okay. You can go up to the front desk, show your badge, and just like, oh, you're from out of town, huh? Um, yes. Anything my I can boss, help you with? My boss has seen uh, something that one of your bosses has seen, and suddenly I find myself in this uh, quaint town, shall we say. I'm looking for Officer Braddock. I'm being assigned to consult on one of his cases. Oh, Doug? Well, uh, I suppose he's just out in the bullpen, so uh, it's. I'll just let you go ahead and talk to him. Uh, Excellent. All right. I'd walk straight past her. Sure. And you can brush on past her and walk towards... It's a desk that's out of the open. Seems to be a well-worn wooden desk. You notice that there's one of those engraved crystal uh, decorations that has the Blue Lives Matter insignia on it. There's a tall white officer sitting behind the desk, sort of with impeccable posture. Uh, yeah, so how can I help you, sir? You Brenna? That's right, and you may be. I'm a carpenter from the uh, IPS. I, uh, my boss has seen uh, something you put in the system about that, uh, that hooker uh, arson case the other day, and he sent me on to uh, to consult. I've, uh, I see a lot of this uh, where I am. Oh, the hooker arson case. No, no, no. She wasn't a hooker. Poor guy nabbed a student. 
Yeah, and sure, uh, sure, sure. cut her up, fucking psycho druggies. I'll tell you what. These these druggies, that you never know who these uh these poor kids are gonna run into. You know, you they get themselves in deep with uh, student debt and they start making silly decisions. But hey, uh, I'm here to uh, consult. Where's your uh, where's your man? Is he in county? Yeah, we sent him out over to county. He uh he didn't fight too much on the arson charges, but seems to be kind of the weak spineless type. You know what I mean? He didn't ever want to own up that he took that poor girl's life. And yeah. so we're going to have to build a case against him. Oh, yeah. Not much do. building involved. Yeah. He's gunky, man. I, uh, do you uh, do a uh, talks on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he asked for an STD test, and uh, we ran a talk <laughs> screen while we were at it. He said he was worried he might have picked up something from that damn girl he murdered, and uh, yeah, sure, so sure. yeah, ran it, found enough oxy in his system that I'm surprised he was still talking to us. Fucking scumbags! I uh, have you uh, gone through uh, what's uh, I assume what's left of his residence is. Uh, currently being trampled on by the CSIs. But uh, have you seen the uh, the girls' uh, dorm room yet? Uh, well, we talked to the roommate. She said that the girl went out for drinks and then never came back. Uh, CSI didn't have too much to do over at the apartment. You know, we investigated in the bedroom, found the body there, matched the victim's testimony more or less, so picked it up and moved it out. The uh, apartment complex is sort of trying to get everything patched up so they can start renting things out. You know how it is with high turnover in these college towns. Yeah, you know, they, these, these college so, students would rent a... Uh, yeah, a her parents are, yeah, her parents are pretty torn up. I think that they said they were going to come down from Indianapolis to, you know, we don't want her, them to necessarily see the poor girl's remains, but trying to get everything in order and send some fire and brimstone out towards that druggie. Oh, Jesus. These parents only get in the way. Um, tell you what, I've got a couple of my uh, my colleagues in uh, from Mad Town as well. They're uh, there with me in the uh, outside. Um, what I reckon we're going to do, I don't want to step on your toes too much. I'm here to consult, more or less. But I would like to go speak to this, uh, this junkie and see what he has to say to me. I'll go rattle the cage a little bit on him. We'll see how we go with that. Well, he's out in county. It's about a 45-minute drive away from here. But uh, uh, if you're another officer of the law, I might be obliged just to... You can go over the same information that we did. We have the testimony video here and any other information you may need. Me casa, a suit casa. Right on, brother. He gives you a fist bump. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Look. I'll uh I'll have a look over your files. I'll come back to you with some uh some notes and we'll go from there, eh? Sure thing. Just building stronger cases. Good man. All right. Officer Carpenter, you can go ahead and follow me. And uh you didn't introduce your colleagues. Uh so what's your name, sir? Well, I'm uh Dusty Bean. That's Dusty my Bean. That's my real name. Yeah. <laughs> Is that from Texas? Uh no, it's from uh Tennessee. Oh, okay. Well, so you must be adapting to the cooler weather a little bit up here, it's huh? Pretty damn cold, yeah. But well, uh, if you ever 
Yeah. If you ever need someone to show you around, always happy to help another brother in blue. And what about you, sir? Oh, you, you can call me. Um... <laughs> oh, God. Um, you can call me um, Dwayne. Dwayne, I think you may need to put on a mask in here. Now, I I don't believe in all this vaccine bullshit, but it's still something you mask. need to put on a mask to at least cover your mouth when oh, you cough, son. It's just polite. Yeah, I can't help it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got any spare ones? <laughs> Tina, Tina, can you? Okay. Christ, Dwayne. And hand you one of those blue free masks that's scratchy on your face as you put it on. Pop it on. All right. And he can lead right. you back to the uh, to just a little computer that they have set up. Go through the files to the uh, interviews in there. Uh, pulls up. You see a he's a pale, slightly overweight white male uh, has sort of curly hair just on top, maybe ginger, maybe blonde, hard to tell with the shitty lighting. He seems really shell-shocked and just very anxious and kind of out of it. Uh, as it starts up, he's drinking from a paper cup of water and sort of gestures to the others and hand picks it up. All right, so let's start from the beginning again, just like what you told the officers at the scene. Okay, um, I, I don't usually go clubbing or stuff like that, you know, kind of uh, grew out of it. But I got a promotion at work, and so I wanted to cut loose a bit, and I was just going to go celebrate. Um, you know, I've seen this place true downtown. It's, it always has, like, undergrads, but hey, you know, eye candy. And uh, I didn't think that I had a shot with any of them, but there was this one girl that she really, she caught my eye, you know? She was maybe like five foot tall, had this sort of pixie bob cut hair, wearing this real short black dress. And she was, you know, the way she was dancing, you know, it just really caught my eye, you know, by herself, but didn't ever seem alone or anything. I, uh, it's hard to explain, you know, it's just something in the way she moved. And so I went over, just asked to dance, and she did. I mean, she was kind of rubbing up on me. It felt nice. I offered to buy her a drink, and she said no, and just asked for some water instead. She, but like you know, it was good. I was I was in a good mood. Um, she asked later if I wanted to go out to my place. I uh, just felt like it was going to be my lucky day. She kept glancing at the doorway, which I thought was weird, seemed kind of nervous, maybe didn't want to be alone, just around people, whatever. So we went back to my apartment, I made a couple of drinks, and um, had sex, you know. And uh, This guy's a fucking perv, man. I... <laughs> nah, dude, going out and having sex, what's the big deal? They do yeah, generous. Then, they pick up uh, vulnerable women. Yeah. I'm, I'm no respect for them, personally. After the, the deed, you know, I was laying my head on her shoulder, and that's when things got weird, you know? Um, I, I felt her move, her kind of shift, but her hands were over, they were sort of crossed over her. I, I didn't 
you know, I thought that that was weird. Thought that I was drunk. You know, it's, can I have another water, please? Thank you. Um, we talked for a bit, and then she started saying that she was having like a stomach ache or something, and she started doubling over like it was cramps. And so I went to the bathroom. I was gonna like try and find Tums or something, and she she was kind of yelling a bit in pain, and then stopped. I. I was kind of freaked out. The bedroom was still dark. And when I turned around, I heard this sound. It was it was like someone dropped an egg onto a hot sidewalk. Just this crack. She didn't answer when I called out. I I went into the bedroom and turned on the light and she was split open. She was all over the bed. There was this pool, blood pooling all around her. There was something squirming around inside of her. I, I don't know what the fuck I saw. I just know it was not right. I took the vodka that I've been making drinks with, fucking dumped it. They were crawling out of her, and so I set that shit on fire. And I hoped, I just wanted it to go away. Sorry, I was drunk, I don't know what I was doing, but you gotta believe me. I did not kill her, she was dead. That's okay, son. Just go ahead and talk through everything. I must have gone into shock. I don't know what happened next. I, uh... Next thing I know, I'm watching the fire from out the window outside. Uh, can, can you do some STD tests or something? Like, I'm kind of scared, man. The video stops. So, yeah, that's what we got. Pretty open and shut, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, you got a confession. Just needed to sign it, and then we're, uh, we're pretty, uh... Pretty set. I don't know about how uh, all this split open nonsense will go, though. He might try and, uh, well, if he actually wises up and gets a, an attorney, he might uh, try and play for the insanity play here. But Well, that's he's got a public offense attorney. They're trying to levy insanity on this, just saying he had a mental breakdown or something. Bottom line, the kid was high as a kite even when we were talking to him. So maybe if he has a chance to sober up and decides to maybe confront reality, not just say that he cut a girl up and saw her intestines and called them worms. I I don't know. I get tired of these little pissant, spineless liberal kids. You and me both, brother. Uh, Look, we... We're going to go have a meeting. Uh, we've got some uh, colleagues out having a look at the uh, the poor girl's autopsy. We'll, uh, we'll report back with uh, more once we know more. That sounds like a great reason to transition back to the PCR test uh, with Agents Dish and Draper and observation. Mm-hmm. You can go through it. I'm pretty sure both of you have science, biology, like over 50%. So you can tell you've done two more tests sampling other areas of the body. One of them was a wash as there wasn't enough 
tissue to really get a solid sample from. You did another that was closer to sort of cervical vertebra. As since those bones are deeper, you could get more DNA in there. And you got a cleaner read this time, but there was still some of that bleeding over, like maybe there were extra tissues or things in there. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Dish, I, I'm not too familiar with this kind of stuff. Could it be something like cancerous or some kind of mutation? Uh, I mean, a mutation possibly, but you know, like, yeah, I mean, the DNA would still be the same because it's still your cells, you know, it just, yeah, this is, uh, so you think it's foreign body inside of her instead of her cells changing? That's what I would, uh, I would suspect. Yeah. If it's her, her cells changing, then, you know, we would, we'd be on a breakthrough of, uh, that hasn't been seen before changing someone's DNA like this. Because, hmm. uh, yeah. And I look up at the coroner. I was like, I'd, uh, I definitely uh, be careful around this. Who knows? This definitely looks like some sort of uh, some sort of uh, an, something that the body's not used to. Who knows? I'm going to have to check and see where this poor girl's traveled to, or do some contact tracing with her. For sure. Any any help? I don't think a coroner would say for sure, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yes. Any help that you may need, just let me know. If she's been exposed to something, like this body itself is not a contagion vector. I'll keep it sealed up all the same. Yeah. But if you want to do any just contact tracing, known associates living area, I hope to God it's not something that's in the cafeteria food or something at the campus. Yeah. But yes, it's any of our resources that you need. Just let me know. I appreciate um, that. Sure to watch yeah, what, um, I'm not sure if uh, Draper would know how or if he would need to ask the mortician, but um, what would I need to do to get um, a medical record for Mr. Hodges to see if he actually has any psychiatrist he's talking to to get these medications or if he's just picking them up off the street? I feel like that's something that you could access through his police report. Um Frankly, that's something that just having another conversation with the doctor, being concerned, like starting contact tracing with her last known contact, um, you can go ahead and just get that information. Um, while they're watching the video, you can go through it. Hodges has been more or less squeaky clean. Uh, he's uh, has had a prescription for Wellbutrin and Lexapro for the past 10 years or so. You can see some slight alterations in there that they sort of fiddled with different sorts of antidepressants and anxiety medication, but um, then just landed on those two. Uh, yeah. You're not but seeing- But yeah, that's, that's pretty typical for somebody that's going to like therapy or something. And that's a contact that we might need to go after depending. Okay. And so then yeah. about by this time, we can have all the agents sort of convalesce either back in the uh, in the coroner's office or outside, what have you. Hmm. Well, uh, we uh, we confirmed the test that we had before, uh, which is not great news. How was that? What did you guys find out? You're muted. You are muted. We listened to a tape. 
Oh. Really? Yeah. Guy guy confesses to setting her on fire on camera. Says she was split open and there was blood everywhere and there was some stuff uh, squirming around in her insides. There was something, mm-hmm. though, about his voice. Even if he was on opioids, maybe he took the opioids after. But he did sound scared shitless, he, I agree. He didn't yeah. sound like he was making up lies on, on the moment, you know, the way perps will do. Yeah. Was it audio or did you see him? It was video. It was video. Um, but it was, you know, from do, the corner. Do you corner know if it was, if how long after uh, it happened was he was he there being interrogated? Because if he if he reached in and started breaking her ribs out, he'd be drenched up to the elbow in gore. Yeah, they didn't say anything about. It. He wasn't gory, was he? No, he didn't have any blood on him. He was wearing a sort of uh, very dirty white button down shirt that maybe he had gone to the club in, uh, but the sleeves of it and on his hands, there was no blood or staining. He said he went there, picked up a girl. She was, he said that she was coming on to him. Of course, everybody says that, right? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) all all the girls are coming on to me. I know that. Where did he pick her up at? Uh, Some club. He got a promotion at work and was out celebrating. Okay, well, I mean, you, he didn't sound like he was expecting to get any, get pick up anybody either. You caught that he said that she um, wasn't drinking? Yeah, he said she only drank yeah. water. Yeah. And then she had stomach, you know, gastrointestinal problems. He went in to get her some water, and she started screaming, and I guess she popped. Did, did yeah. she ask for water after he uh, slept with her? Yeah, I think so. I mean... And then he I asked mean, for water on the. Yeah. Oh, did he? On the tape, he asked for water. Yeah. Oh. I mean, some viruses can cause a excessive thirst. I mean, this girl was twenty two. I I know when I was twenty two and at a club, if someone was buying me a drink, I wasn't asking for water. No. Yeah. Well, so what it sounds to me is that. I think I think it was actually chance that these people didn't know each other. Um, and for something to grow and be powerful enough to break out of her body, that's had to have been in there gestating for some time. Like I, there's no way that it's falling back on him. I think that he is a victim, and something else infected her before they ever met. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, we need to look into this girl. Um, we can yeah. uh, look at what travel she's done, maybe. What'd you guys find? Anything interesting inside of her brain? Oh, we learned uh, everything that we're going to learn about that body. Yeah. How much? Yeah. I think we're going to have to attack this like uh, like we attack most diseases in the CDC. We're going to have to just backtrack and go who she hung out with and just work our way back and see if we can figure out where she was, in, where she's infected and so she's got look roommates. see if we can stop it. She's got roommate, a roommate. And they said that she just went to the bar and didn't come back. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk to her. I I think the first place we should go to is that bar. I mean, that was the last place she was at besides the apartment. Shit. Uh, Yeah, we can verify his claims of uh, the uh, consensual nature of their uh, engagement. Well, if there's there's 100 people in the club, nobody noticed. Yeah, what if 
what if he's infected? He's in jail. What if he pops in the middle of the jail? He, he easily could, yes. That was one of my first concerns. Yeah, the spread of the infection, I guess, the most important concern. It goes in both yeah. directions. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, this is much less important. Just before I forget, I looked into the boy's medical history. He has a decade of uh, therapy. He's on prescribed um, antidepressants. He's not just some junkie taking handfuls of pills. He is also on a regulated uh, system. Was Did he have opiates in his uh, medical record? Not that I saw, no. That had to have been recreational. Yeah. And yeah, I it mean, sounds like he just went out to have a good time. Yeah, if he just got promoted, I mean, he's not a regular yeah. opiate user. You yeah. said that, or before I left the room, you said that there were no scar scars on the the ribs, so he didn't. Yeah, it's not. He still could have. Um, there wasn't much to look at, but nothing I could prove from the bones. Hmm. No, it's gross. Um, <laughs> You want to go to the bar? I, if he, if I, he said he almost never went to the bar, so maybe that'll, they'll, somebody will have noticed him that works yeah. there. I think at well, least one of us needs to go check on him, make sure that he's well. Um, we, we don't all we need have to. A visual now, so we know, we know what he looks like. We can track him through the uh, security camera footage rather easily. Uh, as for his condition, he's in county, which uh, was uh, kindly reminded to me that it's a forty odd minute drive away. Um, what we can do is put in a phone call and basically say this prison needs to be transferred to solitary now uh, as a um, containment uh, uh, method. At least until we uh, get there so that, yeah, we can examine him. Or so if he does examine. pop, he's not doing it in front of other people. And then we uh, go and we address him uh, shortly. But uh, we still have the, the girl's uh, personal effects to... Uh, look through. We have her uh, personal history to look through. I think there's a lot of work that can be done here uh, first. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good idea, Duty. Just send a call not. first. Well, if you want me to snoop around people's personal history and stuff like that online, I can probably manage that pretty well. Yeah. What about her dorm room? Where did she live? She um, lived on campus. She was a student at Yale. Yeah, if you want to go snooping. Yeah. So if she has a roommate, we need to look into the roommate, make sure they're not infected. Um, look through the personal effects, look through the personal history. Uh, basically establish a timeline and go from there. I can I can play a cop. Yeah, easy enough for huh. Can I borrow your badge real quick? Oh. Yeah. It's the same right. badge, it's not that impressive. <laughs> Actually, you mean this badge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if we're if we're actually talking threats, um, him him being infested in a contagious way, spreading through a prison, seems like the most pressing issue for I, me. But we just don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel like CDC, previous issues, things in the past, the people have already popped. Uh, it's more likely that keeping future pops from happening. Huh. Yeah, it's well, that's the thing. He's a known quantity, right? He's not going anywhere. Except um, possibly popping. Yeah, but we don't know how pops, quickly he's it just in jail. Yeah. Like, well, my, my concern right. comes from not knowing how it spreads. What if it's he's airborne? Not in a holding it be... cell. He's in a cell of uh, maximum three other people, and they're all yeah. 
staying together. If any amount of shit goes down, they go on lockdown. They don't move. And so they're just stuck there with his body and then we'll get a call about it. Um, we can have him move to solitary. That's an easy thing to do, especially with the CDC with us. Um, yeah. In which case, it would only be him that pops. And then it's just a matter of controlling the narrative from there. Yeah. We, sh- we should send him a call. We should do that right away for sure. Yeah. But it seems to me that it's also important to find out where she got it from. And if yeah. there are other yeah. bodies that just weren't reported or yeah. people who are missing, maybe they went missing. If they're yeah, if well, they went to college, yeah. well, let's we try to follow her last day. week or couple days that she lived. Yeah, we can pull people up the river all day, but unless we find who's throwing them in, uh, this will just continue to be an issue. Well, if I okay. can get a laptop, I can start working on that. See what info I can drag up. Okay. And duty, do you have any? law or bureaucracy skills that you think you could try and pull over the phone to arrange to have this uh it's essentially he's just awaiting trial um so just to try and convince them that he needs to be moved to solitary immediately yeah i have both law and bureaucracy um one at 30 one at 40 but uh my persuade is at 60 so i'm okay uh, go ahead and roll me persuade then really I rolled a 26. All right. So after a solid amount of talking on the phone, you try to like go through, no, no, no. So it's with this legal channel that he's an active threat. And like you sort of exhaust all of your legal knowledge. You're a cop. I didn't say a good cop. Yeah. I, we buzz. had a bit of a- uh, You buzzed. A Did I buzz again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on the legal Hang on a part. second. That was a big uh, buzz. Happens, that was like three wrong answers. Damn. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to switch yeah. microphones. If we can, we can take like a 10 minute bio break. Sure. No yep. Cool. I can use a drink. So you're going through the phone call, and it ultimately comes down that you've exhausted your legal knowledge and your bureaucratic knowledge and trying to come up with official reasons for it and just kind of end up sweet talking the one on the other end, just like, listen, we want to make sure nobody touches this guy until he actually goes to trial because his ass needs to fry. He killed an innocent girl, yada, 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 and essentially making sure that you can throw him in the fryer later on. And they are amenable to moving him over for solitary, at least temporarily, until he's a until he's set to go to court. Excellent, very good outcome. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. You have no idea how much this is uh, helpful to everyone uh, on the force. You're a true, uh, true supporter. Um, yeah. All right. And so. I had that deception was going to, are you going to stalk her on Facebook? Um, what's the rest I'll, of the group? I'll stalk doing? her on everything. Yeah. I'll check okay. her out. Do we, did we have a picture of what she looked like? You don't okay. at this point, one. but sure. You can. I've got information on her. The, the internet is a thing and you have her name. So just able to do that, she'll have a Facebook account. And from there, you can sort of branch out from Facebook to her Insta, then checking the handles and things like that. 
She's relatively active on social media. I mean, as much as any undergrad may be. Um, seems to be pretty studious. Lots of photos of her and cramming sessions with other students. Seems like she may have been pre-med. Uh, some photos from her shadowing in hospitals and things of that nature. Um, lots of photos have her and um, another person seem to be sort of posing or, you know, eating tacos and stuff like that. Uh, she's similar aged, early 20s, black, uh, sort of longer hair. And you might guess that this could be her roommate or just maybe a close friend or something on campus. Can I look like in her friends and see if that sure. it's one of her friends? Yeah, you can check who's tagged in the photos and see that this is Rebecca Jones is the one that is tagged in these photos with her. Jones, one of my favorite female names. Um, any recent trips anywhere? Any vacations? Any photos she from was, Cabo sure. San Lucas? <laughs> yes, she um, had posted before. She was planning on doing Doctors Without Borders at oh. the end of next semester so she to was, go to Costa Rica for the summer. Mm, that's nice. But anything prior to that, like in the last anything prior, of not months. so much. No, she mm. was a junior at Yale and pre med, so just trying to sort of get through on that and look good for medical school applications. So, if the I don't know what the word is gestation period for this worm infection, it's most likely that it was it happened here somewhere. Correct. Either somebody did it to her or she picked up a piece of poop and, you know, some weird, either so many diseases and gross things. Um, well, so I'll report all of that to everybody, what I think is most likely. Um, yeah, she's in Yale's medical pro uh, program, huh? That's, um, I mean, that's somewhere to check at least is the the school labs what do you think yeah she See what classes right? i can tell you what classes she, she was, was attending she was died like she was an, a junior i believe yeah so yeah so that, she's a junior undergraduate so she was just pre-med but not necessarily like she would have been shadowing at the hospitals but not actually doing stuff there right but i can see what her class schedule was what classes yeah. she was taking no uh uh, metaphysical, esoteric, uh, alien scriptures on there. What do you <laughs> think this is? Miskatonic? We don't have that at this medical school. This is a real college. Uh, no, so you can check right. through her course load. She was going through organic chemistry too, sort of advanced genetics, things like that. Um, sort of nothing that's really sticking out at you. Well, except um, that she was taking biology classes of various kinds, doctor. Uh, sure. Yes, yeah, so she was. Yeah, she was taking the courses. She was not taking any courses in corprophagia. So that kind of struck out on that lead there. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to have I'm gonna, a deception. Here's my login for the CDC. Let's check the month, the, the monthly mortality uh, report and see if there's any other reports of people dying you before know, you tell stuff. me that let me guess mm -hmm. type it in voila <laughs> we've worked together ah. too long dude wow 
I, I gotta remember changing my password. You feel a slight <laughs> chill move down your spine as he guesses your password on the second try. Mm -hmm. All right. What did you want me to look up? I want you to look up the uh, the monthly mortality report. It'll he'll list out uh, most deaths get reported in, and so we'll see if we have a, a an pattern. Sure. Yeah, you're probably only going to see large discrepancies, but right. Checking through this, um, there have not been any significant increases or deviations in the in, uh, mortality incidents in New Haven, Connecticut, or just in Connecticut in general. Yeah. Any other strange yeah. mutilations? I don't know what, you the, could, what they would. Yeah, you could check through. Like, you can browse through news articles. No one has really mentioned stuff like that. Okay. You can try and go through all the police reports if you want. Um, but this I'll, one seems to be, yeah. I'll scan them for odd words. Worms. Um, burst. Uh, um torn open things like that okay see if i find anything sure you find some news reports um for an infestation in the local co-op food growing garden uh for delta kappa new that this was a pretty big thing they were very distressed they donate those to the local community um there was a big uh blowout bash and that's probably what Burst was pulling up in there. You're uh -huh. not coming up with any solid hits from that. I don't see any other incidents like this. So hopefully we've gotten it at the beginning. Yeah, that's what. If there's anything at all, he could just be a freaking psychopathic murderer. Uh, he's good at washing up. <laughs> uh, we should uh, talk to that Rebecca. See what she yeah. can tell us about. That's what she looks like. I'll do a printout. Emily's uh, habits recently, see if she's changed. Okay. Cool. You all can, it's a pretty short drive uh, to get into Yale campus. Again, you can just park on the street and walk through all these old buildings. Uh, it's getting, you know, it's October, so it's maybe about 40 degrees or so outside. It's not quite to the point that there's snow coming up on the ground, but you have that crisp autumn air. The trees have lost all of their leaves. Going through, you can find the dormitory that they were staying at and ask through the person at the front desk um, for permission to speak with Rebecca Jones in regards to this case, flashing various badges where need be. Uh, she's in her room at the moment, so you can knock and enter. The or She'll just say it's open and you can enter. The room is really cramped. Uh, there's barely enough room for the two twin extra long beds and then the desk and dressers and everything crammed in tight. A few posters and things dot the walls. Um, Rebecca is sitting at her desk on her phone uh, while, you know, there's work and things in front of her, but clearly wasn't getting done. It's like, oh, uh, you're not Tiffany. Um, who are you? How? What? Who are you? Dr. Schumter, uh, CDC, and these are some of my associates from uh, the FBI. Uh, we're here looking into the passing of your uh, roommate. Oh, uh, so, okay, so you're cops. Great, cool, got it. Um, yeah, no, same thing that I told them. She went out the other night and... Uh, I thought that she was crazy because we have exams coming up and she just slipped into her LBD and said that she was going out. Um, 
she'd been acting kind of weird, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe just stress was getting to her, you know, it's stress and finals hits people different ways. I, um, hmm. how long ago did she start acting weird? Oh, I mean, uh, kind of like after she was mugged a week ago, it was, I guess, maybe she just didn't get over it but like we we filed a police report and everything but nothing ever happened from it like you know fuck we came here because it's supposed to be a safe town or something but i don't know she she said that this woman like ran up to her on the street and said she stabbed her but like wasn't cut or anything and so we sent it over to the police like gave them a description said that there is some kind of crazy lady out I don't know, assaulting folks. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing came of it. She started just skipping classes and then just went out drinking and apparently hooked up with a fucking murderer or something. Listen, do um, you, any of you uh, know? Hi, if, excuse me. Um, hi, what? Hmm? So the mugging, uh, do you know where she was going to and from where? Like what street that would be? Uh, yeah, she was heading over to Nico's Euros and said that she saw somebody in the alley back there. So, like, I guess she thought she wanted to be a doctor or something. She went over and tried to ask for help or, like, ask and see if they needed help and said the lady just went up and jumped her. Um, said, you said I, she stabbed her. Stabbed her where? Yeah, she said that she stabbed her in her stomach or something. It's her shirt was torn, but there's nothing there. So like it's she thought maybe like she just hit her or something and passed her out and she passed out. She woke up later in the cold at uh had her wallet and everything on her. So just maybe, you know, crazy is pissed that, off lady. Yeah, is that shirt still here? She kind of looks around the room absently and be like, I guess it's probably in her hamper over there. I don't know. Oh, I guess sorry. I should just donate her stuff. Her parents should be coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. No, don't, don't donate her stuff. I put on some rubber gloves. And start um, going through the Re Rebecca, pardon me for a kind of personal issue, um, but have you been having stomach pains recently, by chance? Um, No. Okay. okay what does great. that have to do with anything? You know what she was eating before? How was she eating? Was she hungry all the time or was she very light on what she was eating? Um, yeah, kind of, I guess. Like, you know, we just have the meal plan at the local, uh, at the cafeteria just right down there. And she mm. seemed to be, I mean, she was hungry. Uh, you know, she's kind of always been, you know, like, we joke that she has a black hole in her stomach because she just keeps putting stuff away, but it seemed a little more so than usual. Like she was clearing stuff out and going back for seconds. I didn't really think anything of it. You know, you have any idea what her favorite alcoholic beverage is? Uh, she didn't really drink that much. Like, you know, we would get, um, we'd get Bloody Mary sometimes, or, you know, like we would kind of do day drinking as she was always the type that wanted to have a clear head for stuff, mm -hmm. but like, she might just get some kind of like, I don't know, a hurricane or something at a club. Have you by chance seen her drink since her mugging? Um, I don't think so. I, I wasn't keeping super strict tabs on her. Like, you know, it was kind of just life until it's not. 
Um, listen, do you know if it's true that if your roommate dies, you just get A's in all of your courses for the semester? I've been trying to figure that out and no one's getting back to me. I think I've seen that on a comedy TV thing, but it depends on the professor. I, I'm sure that you don't want to work your way through Yale on the charity of the school, but. Well, no, but also like my folks are just, they want me to go home now. They don't think it's safe up here for me. I can't really do everything remotely. So like, oh. I don't know. I don't want to stay in this fucking room anymore. That's for sure. Strap out. Uh, I'm sure your uh, coordinators will give you sympathy. Um, she just stares at dialect blankly when he says, just drop out. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, I think I have heard that, but she'll need to confirm that with the school. Yeah. I think they have to die in front of you. But... Well, I, I, I have heard that. I think that it's might be true Do can I find you like write a note uh, or something you it, said you're fbi be. right can you like i just i kind of want to just go home now like do you think you can help me out with that i'm sure a local law enforcement will be able to uh provide a, a timely update to your uh, right situation. just like how they fucking helped emily when she was mugged yeah, yeah. no try again champ why are you what? wearing sunglasses inside anyway? It's October in Connecticut. It's fucking dark outside, dude. It's it's all the drugs that he uses all the time. Hmm. I'm really trying. No. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, it's a matter of my personal security that I wear these sunglasses inside. Um, I understand that you may not like it. I understand that you may not like cops, but the fact of the matter is we're here to protect you. And uh, I understand that sometimes not everybody does the best job that they can, but I assure you that we are doing the best job that we can. So your uh, uh, cooperation and uh, enthusiasm, shall we say, is much appreciated despite your uh, candor. Mm-hmm. Do you know the cop that took the report on the mugging? Um... I don't know. Uh, tall, Bentley. Uh, you drove a uh, Bentley. I don't. Uh, something with a B. Oh, something with a B. Okay, oh, I got you. I assume I you mean you. Officer Braddock. Probably. Yeah. Kind of an He's asshole. Tall, tall white yeah. dick. Yes, uh, Officer Braddock is tall and white. Yes, I I will discuss this matter with him shortly. It um. Did she date a lot? Or was she more not until after the academia is done? Mm, yeah, no. She already said she wasn't going to date until after medical school. Like, it's... I'm not... You, aside from you, y'all don't really seem like the academic types, but, like, pre-med is really intense here. Like, we... Or she, rather, just didn't ever have time for anything. She was cramming all the time. Hmm. Well, they continue questioning. I'm going to wander around in a sort of arrogant uh, glancing at things. But really, I'm looking to see if there's anything that might be connected to the supernatural other than tarot cards and 
I don't know. That's what we deal with. So I was just about to say she has some tarot cards, but no, uh, she seems very much on the straight and narrow. Nothing that is causing your Delta green spidey sense to tingle. Okay. But while you are scoping this out and she is continuing to raise her eyebrow more and more at everything agent duty says, um, agent dish is rifling through the laundry hamper and down towards the bottom, you find a, a gray, just Yale t-shirt. Um, you can pull it up. There is a, maybe a two ish inch incision cut um, at about the middle of the abdomen area. There's very faint blood sort of pooling around it. And then some spatter sort of hmm. uh, uh, around on it. So, uh, Rebecca, you, you said that after the mugging, she, she wasn't injured? No, like she, she said it felt like she was stabbed, but like when we look, you know, it's her shirt was cut, but her stomach and everything was fine. But there's blood and even spatter around this. Yeah, I don't know. I figured like maybe just, you got me. Yeah, very, very. Like she didn't even have a scab on her. So like maybe just crazy lady bled on her and cut her shirt whenever she jumped her. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't not know. even a line, a, a red mark, nothing. Wow, hmm. we're gonna have to take this shirt. Fine, be my guest. At least you're doing something. Cops here didn't do shit. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're trying. Sorry about that. I understand your frustration, man, but your uh, continued jabs at my profession is not appreciated. <laughs> I watch too much. Your continued TV. ineptitude is not appreciated. Is there anything else you all need? No, thank you, Rebecca. I'm stepping out to make a phone call. I'm done. It's a slight tear is coming up from underneath the sunglasses. They were foggy beforehand, okay? <laughs> all right. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, if if we have any other questions, we'll we'll be sure to contact you, and we're going to do the best we can to actually do something about this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just lock up the fucking guy that did it to her. All right. Done and done. All right. All right. I'll be here. Keep, keep cramming. Yeah. So as you say that, she's like, "Oh yeah," and then like grabs her book. As you're closing the door behind you, you see like that phone has just come right back out again, scrolling in front of the book pages. She needs to be crammed is what she needs. So is anyone else getting the the freaky vibes that um woman who mugged her, muggy woman, um somehow inserted something into her gut? Yes. She got some yeah. standing as well. I'm getting creepy insect vibes too, that you know, um a lot of your biting insects you don't feel it when they bite you because they uh, douse you with i, I don't know what it's called hyronal and there's something like that that keeps your blood from it keeps the pain receptors dead mm -hmm. um and maybe there's the something skin. that can make you that can make you heal yeah yeah what was that dialect 
Let's I was saying it, it pierces the skin. It, it, it comes back out. It might, there may be a little blood, but there's no hole. Yeah. Uh, um, of some sort. Yeah. Speaking of uh dialect saying little blood, look, now that we're out of this, I'm looking at this, like, what can I estimate about? Was she like, I mean, obviously it wasn't probably arterial, but like uh, at least a venous uh, amount of blood coming out. <laughs> Potentially. It looks like about the amount of blood from an incision that mm. may have gotten on the shirt itself. Again, it's like maybe a two or three inch, just it's a clean cut in the okay. fabric of the shirt and it's just right around the borders of it. But yeah, it, it wouldn't be separate like, from that. Yeah. There's okay. something like a spatter that's on okay. the front that is differentiated from this cut. Maybe have hmm. that analyzed. Yeah, definitely. And the spatter's on the front, so it seems to, if I'm understanding that, it would imply that it came from not underneath the shirt. Correct. Mm. You, mm. this is getting nasty. Yeah. Well, we need to figure out which cop took that report, if they got a sketch for us or any kind of description. I'm, I'm already on the phone to Brad Oak. Um, awesome. Good job. To pick up. This sounds like him. Okay. Yeah, this is Officer Braddock here. Braddock, it's uh, I'll sort of shuffle away from everyone else. It's Carpenter, right? <laughs> I we've spoken, oh, Officer spoken Carpenter. The, uh, yes, uh, we've spoken to the uh, the roommate. Um, uh, she's told us about some uh, incident that you may have taken a report about uh, to do with the young woman. Uh, alleged assault that occurred on the way to Nico's Euros, uh, in the back alleyway there. An assault at Nico's Euros? No, that's my favorite spot in town. I... That's not really ringing a bell. You said uh, this was the victim. That would... The, the Miss Tran? Yeah, Miss Tran apparently was assaulted at the back alley of Nico's Euros. Uh, the roommate was, uh, particularly insistent that, uh, we, uh, look into that as well as the, uh, actual uh murder and arson well you know how it is a lot of these college kids like to make complaints especially the little ladies that want to just file things i may not have been putting my strictest standards on that let me oh, sure. dig through my files and see what i can pull up for you yeah sure 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 yeah i know how it is you know you, you write a couple of things in the notebook you do a cursory form and that's the end of it um but yeah so she wants us to follow up and do uh you know how it is. You scratch their back a little bit. You uh, put them in cuffs a week later. It's how it works. Sure. Wow. Y'all sure are being thorough about this. If we already got the damn murderer behind bars, you think that maybe he's been stalking her for a while? Might have been. If there, if she was assaulted, uh, you know whether or not that is uh, strictly the case. You know how it is with these uh, these college kids. They like to make shit up. Um, but yeah, if there is something to look into beforehand, we may as well cover all bases. Maybe we can. Uh, we're also really trying to see if that alleged. Room. We're also trying to see if that alleged stabbing is uh, linked in some way. All right, yeah, you got it, Officer Carpenter. I'll be sure to pull that up for you. Trying to do everything to help each other out that we can. Good man, bro. You know, I, I suspect we'll be finished by the end of, uh, if not tomorrow, the day after. Sure thing. It hangs up. Mm. 
right, it was Braddock that took the report. Um, he's rustling up the uh, the files for us. I expect to have them shortly. Um, as for that, we may as well look into some other leads. We could go investigate Nico's Euros <laughs> ourselves if we wanted. Um, yeah. Simply look around the back alley. Although this alleged assault happened a little while ago, so what evidence may still be there is probably minimal, but you never know. There could be a security camera footage still uh, floating around. Hmm. I'd go for some Greek salad anyway. I'm yeah. hungry. It is about lunchtime. That's a good idea. So hopping over to Nico's Euros for a very thorough lunchtime investigation, you can see that there is an alleyway between the two buildings where they have you know dumpsters and keeping out trash receptacles and things. There's not any security cameras around in there because it's not like really connecting into a full alley between all of the buildings. It's just more two adjacent back doors. Um, hopping inside, there's a relative line from folks, both college kids and salary men that are hopping in line just to grab a bite to eat. And the food is awesome. Uh, the euros are completely stuffed full. And you can even hop, uh, get it humped over with feta cheese and olives, everything oh. like that on mm. top. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's a very worthwhile lead to follow up on. What time of day what? is it right now? I'd say it's about maybe 1 p.m., 1.30 or so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out to the alley and see if there's a woman out there. Yeah. I'm not going to let her touch as well me. Before getting food. Cut off her fucking hands if she tries to touch <laughs> me. <laughs> Okay. So is this before or after you eat? Um before. It's, it's before. Just before. Okay. If you want to get stabbed, you want to you don't want to do it on a full stomach. No. I don't want to think about the possibility of that woman being out there while I'm eating. Sure. So I'm kind of clearing my palate as it were. Yeah. Uh you can step around to the back alley area. Um there is no woman in red waiting there. It's, yeah, just kind of old, dirty concrete. There's a drain leading down to the sewer where there's the, you can see the trails sort of snaking down underneath the dumpsters uh, into this drain there. It's pretty short. Again, like it just sort of, there's a little space between the two buildings and it hits a wall at the back of it. Any indication of somebody had been sitting on the ground or does it look like homeless people hang out here all the time at the in the night? Maybe there's a few sort of stray bottles and cans laying around there on the ground, which may have been discarded. Uh, You've seen like most college towns, there's a not insignificant uh, population of people experiencing homelessness. It's not as bad as like, say, Austin, but, you know, it's enough that you'll see a few every now and again. This like may have been frequented at some point, but nothing that's it doesn't seem like a big hangout spot. Okay. Well, that makes so, me feel a little um, better. But. Sorry, you said that it went to a wall, so it's a dead end? Yes. Okay, so it's like you would pretty much only go to it to get to the uh, Euro shop from the back or something? No, it would be front of the Euro shop, front of the other shop, and then there's a mm-hmm. gap between the two buildings. So where all of this is where they keep all the dumpsters and receptacles so that whenever trash comes by they just pick that up and then leave uh but there isn't like a connecting alley behind the buildings away from the street yeah okay yeah so not not too many places to hide nope she wanted to be found whoever she was 
Well, there was someone waiting if they yeah. just jumped out from behind the dumpster. Yeah, she wanted to be. Well, I think she said that she was on the ground, so she thought she was sick or injured. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it was an ambush. Still an ambush, yes, correct. Uh, does the storm home. drain open, or is it just a grate? You can prize it open, yes. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, deception. Uh, Are someone there, could probably fit through this. Is it big enough to climb down? Is there an iron ladder? It's not manhole-sized. You would need to be pretty skinny to fit yeah. through there. Uh, and it would be a straight drop down. This just leads into the gray water storm drain system. Okay, so there's no there's no ladder. Um, mm-hmm. So shall we dub her cockroach lady or <laughs> what? Uh, I don't. I think that we're following the wrong lead. Something else is going on yeah. here. Um, let's go eat. Yeah. Although when I eat. Oh, when I suddenly go to put some tzatziki on, I suddenly get nauseous because it's runny white liquid. And mm-hmm. normally that wouldn't make me sick, but all of a sudden it makes me kind of nauseous. And as you go inside, you you get that nice smell of the roasting meats, but then you see all of the meat rotating on the spit slowly, and you're thinking of it scorching and burning around mm-hmm. the exterior. And it's mm. you sort of have to do a little compartmentalization, uh, not think about the bodies or yeah. what's inside. I have uh, nightmares tonight. While I'm in the line ordering my euro, um, I would like to ask the cashier um, if there's been, if they've heard about any other stabbings in the area lately. Sure. Um, he's a friendly guy behind the counter. It's owner operated. So he says like stabbings. No, not really. Like this is, you know, we moved up here to be a pretty safe part of town. It's uh, had a lot of success. There's not a lot of crime up here. That's you know we've been really happy. Okay, you you didn't hear about the 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 college kid who got mugged out here a couple weeks ago. He looks genuinely shocked, and it's like, no, did someone get hurt nearby? Yeah, uh, they they called the police. Uh, don't worry about it. I just was checking to see if if you had heard anything. Sure. No, it's uh, I only keep. I just keep security cameras at the interior. I don't I don't have enough money just to track the outside. You know, that's police business. Well, she wasn't seriously injured. So. Oh, thank God. That's yeah. No, I'll keep an eye out. If there's just somebody going around like mugging folks outside my business, then I need to know. OK. Uh, thanks for your information. Tasty. Tasty. Thank you. This stuff looks delicious. I hope it or, tastes better than it looks. Yeah. Before I eat, I uh, I look at their, I inspect their uh, health department inspection. Oh, yeah. They have passed with flying colors. Okay. And uh, you even see he changes out the gloves between stuff, too. You can feel confident and secure. Uh, mm, compared uh, to the gas station, you can relax yeah. a bit here. Oh, okay. Uh, this meat's served super hot, so you know everything's dead in it. So, Doc, have you ever Didn't had come. to work in fast food? I uh, I did when I was going through, uh, you know, high school, and yeah. Well, then you know, as he's taking a bite, 
that um, a lot of times they bribe the health inspector to give them an A. Uh, I know. That's why I always order my food boiling hot. It looks like he's following procedures. Yeah, this is the town. Everyone, town. Everyone would be sick if this was a problem. But I heard on the uh, on the internet the other day that uh, we're eating insects all the time. We just don't know it most mostly. Yeah, but, as long as they aren't alive and growing inside me, I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah, you remember so what that next? nice factoid that we eat on average four spiders in our sleep every night. Yeah, I heard that wasn't true. Oh, now I'm talking to the gene <laughs> every night. I heard that wasn't true. <laughs> well, that's where that's where it comes from is on average. But I don't know, true or not, it's always one of those. I don't like that. But I saw this um, bug bug scientist entomologist who said there's bits and pieces of insects in everything that we eat. The FDA says it's okay. Probably is okay. My dad yeah. just always says free protein. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What next, boys? Well, I mean, we have the uh, nightclub we can go check out. True. Yeah. The nightclub. We haven't gone to the scene of the crime yet. Um, and we haven't found anything that needs me to sneak in in the middle of the night. Everybody wow. seems forthcoming with their information. <laughs> uh, Duty, did you get that police report? Yeah, what what time of day was it? Was it after dark? I'm sure I will receive uh, whatever field notes Braddock has written down uh, whenever is convenient. To it's him. a nightclub, yeah. so it must He's be a busy night. man. Yeah, you can check your phone, and uh, you see that there was a voicemail that you didn't catch just during conversation. Uh, Braddock's got the file waiting for you. He's going out to lunch. Excellent. Um, yeah, we can swing by the the, uh, the station, pick it up, and then yeah. head off to uh, to True a little bit later on. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. Well, I mean, my concern at this point is um, the the roommate didn't show symptoms, which is fortunate. Um, if it is a direct sting or something laying that it makes me feel like there's some kind of monster lurking the streets at night. Mm. Was there anything in any of the reports that said it was an old lady or young lady? That's, that, that's that what Rebecca stabbing? said, didn't she? That it was crazy old lady? Crazy old lady. Okay. Yeah, but she's a college kid calling her old. I mean, yeah. you know. Let's she could be 30. She, Thirty. Yeah. I wonder if I asked the wrong question to the uh, cashier in there. Um, maybe there's a an old hobo lady who hangs out around here yes. that he would know about. My guess is you'd call her old if she had gray hair, which could be. Well, she didn't even see her, right? Right. But you know, her roommate might have said something. All right. So what were we going to do next? Would you want to check out the 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 scene of the crime? Yeah, are they even open yet? Well, scene of the crime be at the uh, apartment. Oh, that's true. Or did you want to go to the nightclub? What time does the nightclub open? The nightclub would probably open around like maybe six or eight p.m. uh, since it's a college town. I'm not sure what we're expecting to find at the nightclub. I don't see the purpose. Well, they got picked up. 
technically we don't know what we're going to find. So yeah, there's this, we might, you know, that might be where all the clues are. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. so let's swing by the, the police station first because the report is ready for us. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll swing by, I'll pick it up and then we'll go off to the apartment and have a look around. I I Great. still do feel that talking to the perpetrator is going to be yeah that's probably that's probably productive something thing. we should do tomorrow what do you think okay yeah in the morning I mean, well that's something else we could probably do over the phone couldn't we i think we want to see his condition yeah well it'd save us a 40-minute drive just we could hear whether he's in distress either way yeah 40 minutes not that much Okay, so you all can head back to the police station. Uh, Agent Duty, you go, you're recognized back in here. Uh, the person at the front desk will sort of point you over towards a file sitting on the edge of Braddock's desk. Um, it is a statement by one Emily Tran uh, regarding an incident. Is taken in about six days ago last week, October 10th or so, uh, at 8.23 p.m. Uh, so in the report, the victim was walking to Nico's Euros at 22nd and Sims when she reported seeing a woman in a red dress collapsed in the alleyway between two buildings. Uh, the woman didn't respond when called out to, and as the victim approached to check on her, she could see that there was movement under the dress and thought that the woman might have been struggling to stand. As the victim approached, she notes the assailant quickly rushed and pinned her to the wall. The victim struggled to get away and called out, after which the assailant clamped her hand over the victim's mouth to silence her, noting the hand was very, very cold. Uh, describes uh, that there was a strong, sharp pain in her abdomen felt like she was stabbed like a knife and fainted shortly afterwards. Uh, the victim woke on the ground a few hours later. Uh, she could not exactly remember this came in afterwards in the statement, uh, but notes that all Wallish cats, cards, etc., on her person were still there when she woke up. Uh, she detailed or she displayed the hole in her shirt. Uh, however, no wound was visible at the site of injury confirmed by a visual inspection. Victim describes the assailant as white female, possibly mid 40s, very thin, brown hair, bad teeth, wild eyes. And then in a little note that you can see in pencil handwriting to the side is crackhead got a dress. So she passed out directly after she had been stabbed. Maybe it was a... For uh, hours. She was yeah. just laying there. So maybe it was some kind of knockout drug. And then she could have been... No. Whatever. Cockroach lady could have done anything she wanted to her while she well, was... Well, yeah. There. Cockroach lady, like, listen to what you're calling her. Read that description and think about something non-human. A, a lady in a red dress collapsed on the ground moving around like it that for sure planted those things inside of her and scuttled off either down the storm drain or up the wall under the buildings who knows this really sounded like a science fiction story now yeah. like well that, what was that movie mimic that's pretty funky 
<laughs> yeah, there's there's um, something in this town. We gotta find it. I, agree. I am sure that uh, whoever this uh, individual is uh, will be able to actually track them down, and we'll have a chat to them, and we will uh, sort this matter out. I'm sure. Well, let's think on that for a second. So, she's in the alley that we're talking about, a uh, cockroach lady. She's in the in the alley, in a red dress, somewhat collapsed on the ground. Um, and we've decided that it was some sort of an ambush, but maybe it was just accidental or not accidental. But if Red Dress was infected by something and she was sort of driven to pass the infection on, she might be a victim too. Or if she was never human, if she has some egg laying stinger, it's just mimicking our, our physique. That's essentially, but I finding the source of this infection is uh, number one, I believe. Um, we should uh, see what we can do about uh, casting our eyes around. This may be someone who lies, uh, lays traps for people and then attacks them uh, periodically. So if we keep an eye out, maybe put a uh, an APB out potentially. Um, simply uh, to all, keep all, aware. All I'm saying is that if uh, our guy in the uh, prison cell tries to stab one of us, then maybe it is something that, you know, what's the something in your in your brain that makes you do things? Instinct. Um, yeah. Well, I'm saying that, it, you know, maybe something takes over. And, yeah. Because, because she wasn't particularly sexual until the night that she went out. And yeah. Had to get there some, is a... Uh... They change your personality for certain. And it um, wouldn't be the first time in, in animal history that infections are passed that way. Yeah. So this, I want to be clear. You're suggesting that these people grow a stinger? Where? I, I'm suggesting that we just keep our options open. We we yeah, she, red dress might be the villain. She might just be another victim passing it. Yeah, which way? In which case, we got to find out what the original thing is. There's got to be hmm. clues. You guys are the scientists. There's got to be clues. Yeah, as you I mean, all. Oh, go ahead. All right, I was thinking, you know, but we examined her brain. There didn't seem to be. I mean, besides the burning any other like well maybe not the brain maybe it's in her butt i don't know i don't know how those things work well i feel like she would have tried to stab him um our our perp uh timothy hodges if if she was growing a stinger you know instead she just popped maybe he was just busy stabbing her all night well that's that's true (laughs) i just for somebody to for their body to transform and grow a stinger is much more frightening to me than to think that there is a singular monster running around. So that's where my didn't assumption the, went to. Didn't Dr. Dish determine that her DNA was being changed by something? It was, well, it seemed like it was, there were foreign bodies within it, it yeah. instead of it changing. Now, I um, think that she was just host of parasites that if were a, planted if, in her. If a creepy old woman in a red dress starts moving towards you, Kill it. Yeah. Bring the axe down. 
I'm assuming you're all having this conversation in kind of hushed tones around Officer Braddock's desk. Uh, that way you can <laughs> figure we were in the cars. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I would have read the report, but uh, left a post note on top of it saying thanks and then left again. Okay. Um, so then as you all are reading this report uh, a and sort of talking amongst yourselves, a call comes in over the police scanner uh, reporting a domestic dispute at an apartment building at an address reports of a woman shouting uh, by a neighbor officer or uh, requested officers go in to investigate. Oh, yeah, we can respond, um, provide the those without appropriate training stay in the car. Um, and yeah, we'll, I, I'll take off straight away. Yeah. Okay. So you all can, you're more or less following the New Haven police as they go in to uh, check out and investigate. You can keep a comfortable distance sort of behind and mill around. Uh, this is an apartment building that's more towards the outskirts of town, has a pretty decent view of the harbor. Um, the officers, you can sort of tail and follow up. They climb up several flights of steps up to the fourth floor. And I'm imagining deception might be the one to sort of keep just enough distance behind them uh, in order to just eavesdrop uh, and figure out what they're going in there. The officers are talking with a very short elderly lady and uh, she just kept and she's saying it's like, yeah, well, normally everything is really great. I moved out here just so that way everything would be nice and quiet and I don't have to worry about all those fucking kids in the middle of town. Anyway, so this lady, she's really nice, except she starts shouting and shouting and I heard just crashing and stuff inside. I don't know if her boyfriend was hitting her or what. And it was interrupting my soaps. So what I did, I kept banging on the wall, told her she better shut the fuck up or I'm going to call the cops on her. And that's what I did. Yes, sir. Must have scared some sense into her or something because, yeah, she settled down pretty quick after that it's been super quiet not a peep that's why i called you all to get down here to get her to shut up but she did so thank you for your duty sir and the officers are kind of looking at each other and they just nod at the woman and make their way back down the steps going to look at the woman as if she might have stabbers but uh it looks like she's talks with her hands Maybe the only stabbers that she had would be a pair of crochet needles uh, that are not too far away. Those would hurt like fuck if she got stabbed with them, so they're dull. These goddamn idiot cops in this town doing, not even checking on the people that they were called to check on. You know how easy, do you know how easy it was dialect to get away with some of the shit that I used to get away with? You're telling me they're dumb. I mean, this is this is wild. Uh, let's go check on these people. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a fucking stinger in there. I don't want to go in. You guys go in. Yeah, I think I might be holding back on this one. Uh, do you want to go bang the door? Uh, yeah. Judy's suited up with his um stab vest and hand one hand on uh baton, other hand. Okay. You can bang on the door. There is no response. I will bang one more time and call out police. Yeah. 
call out police. There is no response from this door. Excellent. The other door opens. Little old lady pops out again. What? Did they send two cars? What the fuck? Listen, Art. I understand that your complaint has been resolved. However, it is in my duty to uh, follow up and ensure that there is no uh, further disturbances. Uh, thank you for your concern. Uh, but now it is best for you to stay inside and keep out of this matter. All right, keep it down, RoboCop. And then shuts the door. You hear a couple of locks click and rattle inside. You got a mm. mouth on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll gesture the deception to come pick the lock. Uh, yeah, no sense in uh, causing property right. damage if we don't believe there is so uh, sufficient danger to life presently. I'll uh, I'll come to the lock and I'll I'll look around, make sure nobody's watching. I realize it's only us there, but I'm being cute. There's sure. a cop right behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. I don't know the exact term. It's like the open floor plan where there's a hallway that's sort of open air exposed uh, on either side. And you don't really hear anything. It's a pretty quiet part of town. This is on the fourth floor. So you can open the lock. Pretty standard. I only so, need you to roll for it. All right. So if if there is, is there a cop on this landing? I mean, no, I'm in duty. I was you. joking. Well, it's just a different way. There's not any it. good cops on this landing. Okay. Well, still, I don't like cops. So what I'll do is I'll stand, I'll walk over and I'll stand in front of it idly and pick, pick the lock without it. Oh, it's open. <laughs> okay. So who's going to open the door? I'll open it and fling it open and then step back because I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do an appropriate um, room sweep maneuver. Um now gun drawn okay so yeah deception you can nonchalantly pick this lock i'm assuming you have a lock picking skill over 30 percent. like it's not a yeah, big deal um uh-oh uh, I, there's no lock picking. is it criminology i'm at six it is uh, so typically that would be a craft lock picking uh but for a criminology of 60 uh we'll just have that roll over and okay. sure, you can pick this lock just fine. I didn't know I would put that in craft, so. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Um, and so you can pick it and then open the door. Duty barges inside. The rest of you, where are you standing uh, in relation to duty when this happens? I'll be like right off his, like his, his shoulder to the right. Like I'm about to, like taken up right behind him. Okay. So in that case, as you go into this room, it's a bright cornucopia of colors from various tapestries and antique furnitures and things, which used to be standing on the walls or on furniture, tossed about on the floor. You see signs of a heavy struggle inside. You see some of the couches and things have been tipped over. Wood splinters are shattered on the floor. But all of this seems to pale in comparison to the disemboweled body sprawled across the floor into the living area as what seems to be a man is slumped over against the wall, holding 
a chef's knife in his hand with the blade pointed down and seeing a vacuous hole in his torso where his intestines have been ripped out and thrown sprawling out in front of him on the floor. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Uh. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. Our players included Kalen McDowell, Chance Wooten, Riley Kruger, Keith Gregg, and myself with Dr. Lex Hurley as the handler. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Spotify, Podbean, or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Delta Green role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. <laughs>